Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 46 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio and I'm glad that you're listening. First off, before I get into this week's episode or this round's episode, since this is a little shorter than a week for this one, I wanted to wish all of the dads who are listening in Australia a happy Father's Day. While COVID restrictions might be precluding you from being able to visit your adult kids, I hope that uh, at least you get a phone call, a FaceTime message, something on video or something of that nature uh, from your kids telling you how much you mean to them. So happy Father's Day to all the dads in Australia. Hope you have a wonderful day on the 6th. Well, I want to dive into the uh, news items for the week, and there are some huge ones this week, so let's go ahead and get started, and we'll get into my tips for this week. I'm sitting in my classroom this morning at 6.15 on Friday morning recording this episode, and I have the first quarter of the Brisbane and Collingwood game on the television, and uh, Brisbane is uh, already down by seven points which is not good because I believe I tipped Brisbane for this week. But let's go ahead and dive into the, uh, the news for this week. So the AFL did announce that, uh, in fact, they will be hosting the grand final, the 2020 grand final at the GABA on the evening of October the 24th. And I think we kind of knew this was coming. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean it in a in a positive way. I think it, this was this was an inevitability because, as we say here in the states, or at least some people say in the states, maybe old people like me, Queensland pretty much saved the AFL's bacon this year because once the state of Victoria was was basically being shut down, if the season was going to survive, they had to go somewhere and. Queensland worked out the best for them and you can argue that in many ways this is a reward for that now would they have been able to seat more people at Optus Stadium probably would they have been able to seat more people at the Adelaide Oval very probable as well but I think they made the right call here allowing this to be played at the GABA for this season and as an American fan who's watching I'm, I'm thrilled by the discussion of there possibly being a nighttime game because that puts it at a five o'clock in the morning start for myself, which works out really well for me because I think that uh, that's a time that I'm typically getting up in the morning anyway. So being up to watch the grand final at that point in time works out well for me. Now, I think they made the right call, as I said, and I know that that's not a popular decision uh, in Perth, it may not be a popular decision in Adelaide, and there may even be some hardcore footy fans that think that in some way or another the game should be played at the MCG regardless of whether the state shut down, even if they had to play in front of no fans. I, I, I hope there's nobody like that, but I would imagine there's probably somebody out there like that. But I think it's a great idea and a great move that they're rewarding the uh, the state of Queensland for, for helping keep the game afloat this year. And maybe it helps them with strengthening the game in that state going into the future. The second bit of news this week that I wanted to dive into is the fact that the Crows finally got their first win of the season. And uh, I don't know about you. And again, I'm not a Crows supporter. I like watching footy. I love watching footy. And it was great to see 
them get their first win. And, and like I said, I don't know about you, but it was fantastic to see Matthew Nix in the center of the team song after the game. That was, I think, terrific. And again, while they've not seen the results on the ladder that they were hoping to see, and maybe they, maybe they realize that, you know what, this is going to be a rebuild and we're going to really struggle this year. But I don't think they necessarily thought it was going to be as tough as it's been this year. They've been outclassed in many games this year. But they've not quit. And I've said this in previous episodes. They're playing hard for Matthew Nix. I think that uh, this bodes well for them in the future. They've, they've currently got about 20% of their, their best 22 that are on the injured list. They're not playing. But they've kept working hard. And it hasn't, it hasn't shown on the ladder. Well, I guess it, you could say it has shown on the ladder because they're, they're buried down there in the, the land of the wooden spoon. But there have been some good things that have come about from this. And if you remember earlier in the, the, the season and in the, on the fixture, that Riley O'Brien was in many ways kind of a laughing stock in the game because of his screw up with his telephone, with his cell phone. But has anybody noticed how he has become a much more serviceable ruck in the coming in those recent weeks? He's playing at a I don't want to say an elite level, but he's playing at a much better level than he level than he had been playing earlier in the year. And I think that's a very much a benefit for them going forward into twenty twenty one. So sure the Crows are hoping to get another win or two or three before the season is up. But the fact that they got that monkey off of their back, got that first win this year, I think really is beneficial for them because they've been, they've been putting in the hard work. And uh, we'll see if it carries forward into the future. Now, if you haven't looked at the fixture that closely yet, you may not have realized that we're in the middle of our second frenzy period, if you will, where rounds 14 and 17 are happening in the span of 14 days. So between September 1st and September 14th, we're having games, at least one game every day of the week, which I think is terrific. Again, as a, as a footy fan, it's great to get up in the morning and see the games being you know, played on television as I'm getting ready to go, come into work sitting down as I'm beginning to my day before I actually have to be here because I don't have to be here for another hour and 20 minutes or hour and 15 minutes. But I'm, uh, I'm here anyway, so I'll put the game on in the morning as I'm working on things. It's just a great atmosphere for me to be able to watch the game. So I really enjoy doing that. But we've got, uh, we've got an opportunity to watch some great footy. And if, if you're an American who's just coming into the game, you may not be able to watch all of the games, but I strongly suggest hit that DVR button, record those games, have them on your DVR going into the fall and into the winter so you have games to come back and watch at a later time and you know, help to explore the game a little bit more, help to you know, learn you know, maybe who some of the players are, that type of thing, as you go forward in your fandom. So I think it would be a great opportunity as a, uh, as a new supporter of footy to be able to watch games during the the winter months. That's what I did with the Watch AFL app when I first got it. I mean, I this is my fourth year, I believe, having the Watch AFL app, and I I watched the games every day of the week during our winter. 
here in Ohio. So I, I was coming into school and just kind of picking a game at random. And I actually started watching like complete seasons of teams that I hadn't seen yet to kind of learn a little bit more about who the players were, how they how they played the game, to just see how the flow of the game worked. And, and it worked out, I think, well for me. It helped to, to drive my love for the game. So if you get an opportunity to record some of these games to watch at a later date, I highly, highly recommend it. Well, I'd like to go ahead and dive into my tips for round 16 before I wrap this up. This is not going to be nearly as long an episode as, as usual. But uh, so far, I'm four out of five games this week. The one I missed on was the Swans and D's game. I'm watching the Pies and the, uh, the Lions right now. And, you know, I, I contemplated tipping the Swans in this game, and I, I should have. But, you know, as they say, if ifs and buts were candies and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. So I got their game wrong. Hat tip to the Swans for, for taking that game. So the first game up in round 16 is Port Adelaide and North Melbourne. And I've got Port winning this one by 22 points. And quite frankly, this could be a larger margin. Port Adelaide is coming off of a bye. They're at the top of the ladder. They're wanting to maintain that spot on the ladder. The Ruse, they're looking forward to a summer of, well, quite frankly, soul-searching. Because they came into this round with, or sorry, this season with a lot of promise. They had a hot up-and-coming coach with Reese Shaw, and he may still be that. He may still lead them to the promised land, but right now they've got some talent, but they have really struggled to get things going right on the grounds this year. They have struggled mightily. You know, they, they almost have to look at that one-point loss to Brisbane back in round 12 as, as close to coming to a, a win since the 1st of August. I mean, it's been, it has been a barren season for the Ruse this year, and... Hopefully that gets uh, that gets turned around for them going into 2021. But you know, I think that this week the the power do what they have to do in order to maintain their top spot on the ladder. So I've got Port Adelaide winning this one by 22. Next game is St Kilda and Hawthorne, and uh, I've got St Kilda winning this one by three goals. And I don't know if Hawthorne is planning on doing a highlight film. At the end of the season, but if they do, I have a couple of recommendations for them. I think that the uh, the background music could be uh, Tom Clancy's, not Tom Clancy, good lord, Tom Petty, <laughs> Tom Petty's song "Free Fallen," or the song "Falling to Pieces" by the band Faith No More. This has been, I think, an un. un- an unexpected, an unrivaled collapse by the Hawks this year. They've lost nine out of ten. And last week they were the victim, if you will, that gave the Crows their first win. And the Saints, you know, they're going to try to make it ten out of eleven wins, uh, or ten out of eleven losses for the Hawks, they should say, by knocking them off. You know, the Saints are going to, you know, try to maintain the decent percentage that they have but the problem is that other teams are winning around them they've dropped a couple of games and they've slipped all the way to seventh on the ladder that have basically leapfrogged them on the ladder and if they want to hold on to a top eight spot they've got to win games like this one against Hawthorne so I think that they take the Hawks this week by three goals and i 
I think Clarko just wants the season over. I think he wants to get this done, hopefully forget, well, have people forget that maybe some of the comments that he's made about other clubs during the course of the season become less impactful going into the offseason than into next year and that they can begin their rebuild and become a, uh, a more competitive club. But it's been, it has been strange watching Hawthorne struggle the way that they're struggling this year. Now, as a Cat supporter, I'm supposed to be thrilled about that. But again, I, I, I want to watch good footy, whoever's winning. Of course, unless it's you know Geelong playing in a game, and then I would like to see Geelong win. But that leads me into the next game, which is Geelong and Essendon. And I've got Geelong winning this one by 10 points. The Cats are coming off of a short bye week. Okay, Cat supporters, sorry, I used a B word. Let me try that again. The Cats played late in round 14 and are also playing late in round 15 and a half. How's that? Does that work? See, no bye week now. The Cats mounted one of the greatest comebacks that I've ever seen in any game, whether it be here in the U.S., whether it be in Australia, or, or anywhere around the world. That was, that was a shocking comeback, and I was you know, thrilled to be able to witness it. But uh, I, I think that their list, other than Reese Stanley having a, a bit of a tweak with his groin right now, is in pretty good shape, and is getting healthy, and, and they're working at securing themselves a spot in the top four. We'll see if that happens. Hopefully that will be the case, you know, as a as a cat supporter. You know, the Bombers, they got their captain back last week, and they had Joe Danaher in the lineup for the second game in a row. But they're playing all four rounds of this footy frenzy because they're having to make up the uh, the game that was missed during that misdiagnosis of, of Connor McKenna many rounds ago. But I think at the moment the Cats, they're a stronger club. I think they're going to take this game over the Bombers by 10 points. And uh, moving on to West Coast and the Bulldogs. You know, the Bulldogs lost their first game in three rounds last week, and now they perhaps get to face the best team in the competition. Some people would argue that maybe West Coast is the best team out there. You know, the Eagles are settling in well into their second trip to the hub. They, uh, they struggled against Richmond, but they bounced back here recently. And maybe they're the team to beat. And Western, you know, they they were in the eight. They had a crushing defeat in that uh, that comeback this past week. And I don't know if they recover that from that this week. Now, I think Luke Beckridge will have them ready to play. But I think West Coast is a stronger club. So I've got West Coast winning this one by 14. Moving on to Fremantle and Melbourne. I've got uh, Fremantle taking this one by eight points. And this is another one that as I sat down to write out my script for this week, I initially tipped this game to the D's, and I decided to switch it up and go with the Dockers on this one. You know, the Dockers, despite their loss last week, they're still playing very well defensively. And I, I think that's going to carry forward with the, uh, with the matchup with the D's this week. You know, the, uh, the D's are probably not going to be able to get away with the the same type of abuse that the Tigers gave to Nat Fife last week around the in, around the ground. So I think that Nat Fife's going to be able to get much more involved in the contest and facilitating, you know, moving the ball around. And I th- I think honestly that the Dockers are priming themselves to be 
that team that makes the next leap forward, if you will, is that up-and-coming team for 2021. There's a lot of good things going on right now in Fremantle, and you know they've got three more opportunities this year to build into 2021, and I think that they take this game by a little bit more than a goal. Now then, GWS and Adelaide. Part of me wanted to go with Adelaide again because they, they got the win last week, but having watched the GWS game last um, yesterday, I have to go with the Giants on this one, and I've got the Giants winning this one by seven points. You know, the Giants, in many cases, we've kind of written them off as a uh, what has happened with this club this year. But they have battled back. You know, they've struggled to score points in many instances this year. But they have fought their way back into the top eight, and, and this is a must-win for them. If they want to maintain that spot, they've got to win this. And, you know, well, I, I, I think you know, the Crows might ultimately lose this game. It's not going to be because of a lack of effort. You know, is there such a thing as having a, uh, uh, a hangover game after getting your first win of the season? Maybe that happens this week. But I, I think that watching what the Crows have been doing, and like I said, I've watched the Crows six or eight, nine times this year. They're playing hard, win or, you know, win or lose, and it's been lose for the most part. I don't think they're going to get you know, a big head, if you will, about having won a game last week. You know, so I think that they go ahead and take this one. Uh, but I think they are, I'm sorry, I think the Giants are going to take this one, but I think they give the Giants everything that they can handle. And ultimately, the, uh, the Giants are going to win this one by a little more than a goal. I got it at seven points. So let's move on then to Sydney and Carlton. And I have the Swans beating the Blues by seven points as well. And the Blues, they, they dropped a really tough contest last night to the Giants. You know, and they found a way to win a game that they had to have because they really struggled in the first half of that game and, and came back and won it. This puts the Blues, you know, two games off the pace of the top eight. And I think you can safely say that they're uh, – their finals chances, their their opportunities to play in the final eight in the final eight this year, are on life support. I don't think it's going to happen. You know, the Swans they knocked off the D's yesterday by three and a half goals. They're already looking to 2021, and in many ways they're they're in kind of a comparable, but maybe a little bit more of an advanced position than the Crows. You know, the Crows have been you know have been playing really hard all year, but so so have the Swans, and the Swans have actually been able to get a couple more victories out of it. You know, and I think that the Swans are going to build on that victory over Melbourne, and they're going to, you know, officially, if you will, knock the Blues out of finals consideration. So I've got Sydney winning this one by seven points. Again, this is a close contest, but I have a hunch that the Swans are going to take it. And then the, uh, the last one for this week is Brisbane and Gold Coast, and I've got Brisbane winning this one by 15 points. And the Suns, you know, let's... Uh, Let's be honest, they've kind of been the feel-good story of the year. We've been, uh, we've been excited to watch their success on the field, but it, when you look back at the, at the ladder then, that success that hasn't necessarily been translated into wins. I mean, there have been some wins, but not as many as maybe we, we would have thought there would have been. You know, but they're, the, they're going to be the in vogue pick along with uh, Fremantle to play finals next year. You know, maybe Carlton finally gets over the hump. But 
you know, I, th I think Gold Coast and, and uh, Fremantle both have an opportunity to, to play finals in 2021. I think they're going to both be very good clubs. I'm already looking forward to 2021. I think it's going to be a decent, you know, competition. We'll just have to figure out where they're going to play. You know, Richmond and uh, Geelong have both leapfrogged the Lions. You know, you know the Lions are going to be playing finals this year, but but they've dropped from second right now down to fourth on the ladder, and that may change as a result of today's game that's going on. But you know, I I, I think that they're going to get themselves back into the you know to top four to stay there because they're hoping to have that double chance in the finals. If they've straightened out their goal kicking, which I just watched Eric Hipwood kick a goal, I think that maybe they go ahead and win this one by two and a half goals and uh, get themselves solidified in the, uh, in the top four. So I've got Brisbane taking this one by 15 points. The Pies and the Tigers are both on bye weeks this week round 16 but I don't think these actually count as bye weeks now as this round that we're watching right now round 15 began on a Tuesday and ends on a Friday and round 16 starts right back up on Saturday so you know they're not really bye weeks they're kind of like bye pauses if you will and and I'm not going to really dive into the story that uh that has kind of broken as I was sitting down working on this script last night but it sounds like the Tigers just might uh have been better off if they had kept their uh, their club sequestered away at their resort and kept training instead of having this bye week, if you will. I've been seeing a few snippets of information coming across Twitter and Facebook and a couple of other places as well that there was uh, some sort of a fracas outside of an adult establishment that uh, a couple of Tigers players were involved in. Now, I don't know which players were involved. I heard one name mentioned, but I'm not going to say who because I don't have any confirmation on that, so I don't, I don't really want to dig into that at all. But I have a feeling that uh, Damo's not going to be too pleased that these players uh, might be finding themselves before the tribunal. I don't know if this is going to warrant a suspension or being sent back to Victoria and missing out on the rest of the season. You know, we've seen some players suspended for extraordinarily lengthy periods of time for breaking the COVID-19 protocols that have been set up. So I don't know what's going to happen with regards to this, but it's, uh, it's probably not a good look for the Tigers, and maybe it benefits the other clubs that are out there who may not have to face these two players, whoever they may be. So there's my tips for this week. I, uh, again, don't recommend you follow along with mine is in terms of saying that what I have is gospel please because you know again I don't know necessarily what I'm talking about and I'm probably going to be wrong with more than my share of them okay so enjoy them laugh at them laugh at me because maybe I'm I'm just completely off base okay so Ladies and gentlemen, I did want to mention to you again before I wrap up today that if you'd like to sign up on that mailing list, there is a link in the show notes. You can go ahead and sign up for that where you'll get each episode sent out to you before everyone else does when it's published. Yeah, if you'd like to sign up, that'd be great. I, uh, I do have 
a student of mine is uh, who is doing some some work on some graphic design items for me. So I'm ha hoping to have in the very near future some merch, if you will. You know the the logo from the the podcast and a couple of other things that I'm hoping to to put out there. If you would be interested in in wearing something that uh, or having something that that had the the podcast's name on it to share with your friends and and show it far and wide and and tell everybody that you listen to well listen to my podcast i'm not going to be so bold as to say it's something that's fantastic or the greatest thing since sliced bread or anything like that but you know just sharing it with other people so if you'd like to sign up that'd be great for that uh, mailing list if you have an idea for a show topic i would love to hear from you Shoot me a, a DM on Twitter. You know, send me an email at yankonthefootygmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. If, you. if you've got somebody who you think would be a great guest, you know, I don't have the contacts that a lot of people have, that most people have that are doing this type of, of a podcast. So I, I, in many ways, am relying on listeners to say, hey, you might want to check out this person. Okay? So I truly appreciate that. If you got some ideas, okay? And don't forget that you can find all of the episodes for this podcast at yankonthefooty.podbean.com. You can also find it at your favorite podcast provider. So now that you've listened, I hope that you'll consider giving me a review on Apple Podcasts or leaving me a comment on the Podbean app or shooting me a, a message. It lets me know what you think of the show, what I need to work on. I have to admit I'm struggling a little bit today. I've got kind of a stuffy nose, so... I've had to do a little bit of uh, editing in route as I'm recording this to deal with that. Probably more information than you want, but if the if the tone of the voice has sounded a little bit different as, as I've gone along here, that, that explains a little bit of what's happening. But again, those reviews let me know what I'm doing well, what I need to work on, and uh, it helps to maybe garner some interest from other people who hadn't checked out the podcast yet. It's been great seeing... A number of people over the last few weeks going back and listening to the first episode or two and listening to some of the early interviews that I've done because it's, it's uh, you know, I think that the interviews all stand up and, you know, they're not necessarily things that are that are stuck in some sort of a time bubble that, that, that don't hold on into, into future, you know, days, weeks, months. They're all standalone things that can definitely be listened to at any time. So before I go, also, I did want to uh, mention you can reach me at a yank on the footy at gmail.com. You can reach me on Twitter at yank underscore on or on Facebook or Instagram at a yank on the footy. I want to thank Mr. Joseph McDade for the use of a couple of his pieces of music. He's created some fantastic music. I'm using Elevation and Backplate as my intro and my outro. You can find his music at josephmcdade.com slash music as well as on Spotify. He's got some great stuff on Spotify as well. And again, if you haven't done so yet, you know, I encourage you to, to share the podcast with your friends and family. Send them a link. They might like it. And maybe they'll send it on to their friends as well. So that would be great if you would, you know, consider doing that. And ladies and gents, I want to thank you for listening. Because while many of us are fans of our teams deep down, we're fans of a game that we all love, and that's the game of footy. I want to thank you for listening again we've got uh all six games of round 15 are on the uh the television channels here in the u.s you can hit your dvr 
Seven of the eight games next week are being televised here in the States. The only game that's not, based upon what I have seen so far, is the GWS and Adelaide game. So the other seven games are going to be carried here. And, uh, again, if you're starting to watch here in the U.S. and Canada, don't forget that Australian rules football, it's why they invented the DVR. And, again, thanks so very much. I ask, again, that you consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. And may your dribble kick never hit the post. I'll catch you later. This has been episode number 46 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on or to yank on the footy at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at A Yank on the Footy. Again, thanks for listening, and please consider sharing this podcast with your friends and family. Until next time, ladies and gents, goodbye.